it's time. It's time. You know, Benjamin's been saying this to me all week. That church has been too busy building guardrails. You know, oh, oh, you can't say that. You can't do this. The church has been busy building the guardrails and stop building the highway of God for justice. And Benjamin's been crying out even to me, Sonny, as a church, it's time for us to build a highway. We can't be wasting our time building the guardrail. So I want us to, I want to talk about that with you today. Amen. I'm going to have a lot of scriptures. I want you to read it out loud. I don't want you to just passive listener today. I need you to join me in the front line of a spiritual battle. We're going to engage in spiritual battle this morning. And so I need you, I need you to up there with me on the front line. Amen. So here are some scriptures that I want you to read out loud as I read it to you. Isaiah 35 verse 8. It says, a highway, everybody say highway. highway. Highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. How many of you believe that we need a highway like this? I need a highway where, where I will not go astray when I'm on it. Isaiah 40 verse 3, it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway of our God. Church, church, let's come together and build a highway of God. Isaiah 62 10, go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up, build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the people. Jeremiah 18 15, it says, because my people have forgotten me. They have burned incense to worthless idols. And they have caused themselves to stumble in their ways from the ancient paths, to walk in pathways and not on a highway. You know, right now, there's two spirits. I'm going to read that one scripture, Benjamin. There's two ways. The spirit of a spirit of this age is leading this pathway. And God is, is calling the people of God to arise and build this highway of God for justice. Hmm? Last, lastly, Jeremiah 31, 21, it says, Set up signposts, make landmarks, set your heart toward the highway, the way in which you went. Turn back, O virgin of Israel, turn back to these your cities. Church, we have been so busy building the guardrails and we've given up the call of God to build the highway of God for justice. Can we stop and ask God, show us where we've been, God. Show us where we've gone wrong. And we need to stop, ask, become aware, repent, and join God in his divine agenda for such a time as this. Hmm? I want you to, as you hear me, 
share this word. I want you to stop and pause and ask the Holy Spirit to show you which side are you standing on right now. Hmm? You see, as a pastor, I sense, I sense the spirit of this age leading this pathway, the pathway of justice. And to join there, you got to compromise. And when I sense the spirit of this age leading, I, I, I am aware and I am like, I do discern that. And because of that, as a pastor, I'm prone to building the guardrail. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, you cannot compromise. Oh, don't say that. Oh, don't do this. Don't do, you know, we're so busy as pastors. We're so afraid that we're busy building the guard rail. You know what God is saying? <laughs> you need to stop. Those of us that been the right side of the church have been building the guardrail and the church has been complacent. They're saying, oh, there's no racism. There's no systematic oppression. Oh, it's, it's the media. It's gonna, you know, we've been complacent and we've been busy building the guardrail. But you know what you have to understand is this. If you're building the guardrail on that pathway, I'm sorry, church, you're still on that pathway. You're still on that pathway. And then on the other side, on the left side, we have the church compromising. You know what? We gotta love, we gotta be compassionate. You know what? Just, just feel what you feel, do whatever you wanna do. God is love, God can cover everything. Oh, Jesus is not the only way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, the church on the left side is compromising. Church on the right side is being complacent. I'm not here to judge. That's why I say we on both sides as a house of God, as a church. Hmm? There is no justice without righteousness, and there is no righteousness without justice. Hmm? We've been just reacting and judging what is not godly, and by doing so, we're just joining on that pathway where, where it's not with divine agenda, but it's a demonic agenda, okay? The church that are trying to build a highway of justice, the church that are in the middle that is saying we cannot be complacent, there is racism and it is not okay. At the same time, we cannot compromise. We have to hold on to the word of God. The church that is trying to build a highway, that is trying to cling to the word of God, the warfare is not a joke. And so many of you that are in this middle, you've been feeling exhausted, you've been feeling tired, and you've been isolating yourself. And by doing so, you are also giving up your kingdom place to build the highway of God for justice. Once again, I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody right now. I'm just trying to help us as a church to see the state of the church as a whole. As a pastor, I really do understand the danger and sense what is in the spirit. 
But you know what? We've been fighting the wrong fight and building the wrong thing. Church, we have to wake up. We have to acknowledge where we've gone wrong. We have to acknowledge that we've been building the guardrails instead of the highway of God for justice. We have to wake up. J.T. Thomas with Civil Righteousness, I think she, he preached this about a year ago. He says, and it's true even today, our atmosphere in America is toxic. And God is looking for his people to rise up and clear the atmosphere of this toxicity. The demonic agenda is real. We want to make sure that we don't blindly follow the demonic agenda of this culture. I just have to, on a side note, and say, you know what? Black lives matter, period. But that does not mean I have joined BLM organization. I don't agree with a lot of their agendas. I don't. I believe in the word of God. I believe that marriage is between man and woman. I believe sexual intimacy is between husband and wife. I believe, I believe in the protection of family. I believe a lot of things, but you know what? That doesn't mean I can't declare black lives matter. Because if I say I can't declare that, I'm still building the guardrail. When God is wanting the church to rise up and build a highway of God for justice. Warfare is real, guys. For you and I, those that are trying to cling to the biblical truth and fight justice, warfare is real real and we are tired but that's how the enemy works that's how the enemy wants to take the church out from the fight of justice the enemy either wants the church to build a guardrail or compromise and join the pathway or or if you're neither enemy wants you to say i'm too tired and isolate yourself on your couch stop fighting there's divine agenda and there's demonic agenda. I remember Christine Kane say this, like last year I went to one of the, uh, the conference and this is what she, what she said. It's not cool to be a Christian right now in this generation. But you know what? This is what she said. Just because I don't like it does not make it not true. As Christians, we have sexual ethics that is counter culture and easiest thing to do is to compromise with the world and then say i do it because so that world can love jesus we compromise morally and ethically because we do not trust god this is christine kane and this is what she said that 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 like ah oh, punched me in the stomach is this she said they as in Christians who want to compromise. They want to be more compassionate, compassionate than Jesus, apparently. And that our fears are, are our cages. Spirit of God has divine agenda. Spirit of this age has a demonic 
agenda. Church, we must align ourselves to the Spirit of God. It is very culturally accepted to align ourselves to the Spirit of this age, to call good what God calls bad, to call bad what God calls good, to compromise with this age. It's so much easier. It feels more right. It feels more peaceful. It feels like it's more compassionate thing to do. Church, hear me. We must not compromise. Church, hear me. We also must not be complacent. We must not fight the wrong fight. And in order for us as a church to rise up and build the highway of God of justice, there are a few things that we must do. We must stop and ask God for awareness. As Christians, you got to stop and pause and ask God for greater, deeper self-awareness as an individual. And as a church, we got to ask God for self-awareness as a church. And when we receive that self-awareness, we got to admit where we've done wrong. Hmm? And we must repent. And we must ask God for wisdom and anointing to do his will in this generation. We've been living out of blind spot, church. We gotta admit, we've been fighting the wrong fight out of blindedness. We gotta acknowledge where we've gone wrong. Many ways we've made God's children feel rejected by God because we didn't speak the truth in love. And for that, we are sorry. At the same time, because we love you, we have to stand and cling to the truth and to the word of God. We must ask God to help us become aware of what we do not see. There's more to reality than your own experience. The right side, stop arguing. Stop arguing out of your blind spot. You're living from your blind spot. Ask God, surrender to God and say, God, show me where I am blinded. You see, there's areas I see that they see and we want to just live there and we think the world and the reality is just that I see you see but you know what there's places where I don't see that you see and there's places where I see that you don't see and there are areas where you don't see and I don't see and we need God we need God to help us see what he sees I want you to look at Psalm 89, 14. It says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. You cannot pursue justice without righteousness. Benjamin preached this a few weeks ago, and we cannot pursue righteousness without justice. Isaiah 28, 17, there are some scriptures on this. Also, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. You hear that? 
Justice and righteousness. It's not popular. You're not accepted if you try to uh, bring both together. But we must. Isaiah 56, 1. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness. For my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Ezekiel 45, 9. Thus says the Lord God, enough, O Prince of Israel. Remove violence. Come on, prophesy that over America. Remove violence and plundering. Execute justice and righteousness. And stop dispossessing my people, says the Lord God. That's, that's, that's the word of God for America right now. Amos 5, 24. But let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. You see, we've been living as a church out of back brain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do this in five minutes. You see, our brain has left side, right side, front side, and back side, okay? Left side, we use logic, detail-oriented, facts, rules, words, language, math, science. That, that's how we comprehend things. We know, acknowledge, we know things by uh, object name, the reality-based and practical. When we use our right side, we use our feeling. It's big picture oriented, imagination, rules, feelings, intuition, right? And a lot of things, right? Uh, oh, th this fantasy, huh? The, the, when though we experience trauma, brain favors the right brain instead of the normal left side. Why? Because, uh, uh, because the mind struggles to control the intensity of feelings, okay? And this takes up way too much mental energy and keeps the control center on the right side busy. That's why you're tired, people. We're exhausted because we are overusing our right side. And we are uh, making our left side slave to our right side. But that's not where I want to go right now. I want to talk about back brain. The front brain, the front half of the brain is driven by desire and goals, while the back half is dominated by fear. I'm going somewhere. You're like, where are you, why are you talking about brain all of a sudden? I'm going somewhere, people. Okay, stay with me. And to give you an example, a lot of men, not all the men, a lot of men live, right, uh, from the back brain in their relationship with their wives, so they want to avoid, right, avoid, right, uh, a fear, okay? But they work from the front brain at their work, okay? One of the enduring effects of unresolved trauma is a dominance of the fear-driven back of the brain. Stay with me. The church has gone through some trauma. And so we've been living from the back brain. I'm going somewhere. Fear-driven people are anxious, hyper-vigilant, and avoidant. Okay? They want to avoid anything that releases fear. When the back brain, when we're living from our back brain, we sense, is it dangerous? And we want to avoid anything that causes us anxiety. Or we want to fight things that causes anxiety. Okay? They'll do what it takes to get out of the problems, real or imagined, and avoid whatever makes them unhappy and uncomfortable. 
when we're not aware, stay with me, of the state of our brain, left, right, front, and back, we're not able to live victoriously aligned to the voice of God, okay? Our daily lives are filled with reactions to our fear and pain. The church has been living from this back brain, okay? Back brain senses danger and wants to avoid danger, okay? And you know what? Back brain has no access to logic. That's why we're battling so much with anxiety and fear, building the guardrails instead of building the highway. You know, once you get kicked out of the, the window of capacity, when the emotions and fear is more than uh, uh, your, your, your capacity to handle, either right or back pain takes over. Now you're letting one side of the brain take over and you are no longer living from your whole being. Your left brain becomes the slave to your right and your front brain becomes the slave to your back brain. Okay, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, as a nation, we are experiencing compassion fatigue. Stay with me, people, okay? Compassion fatigue is characterized by physical and emotional exhaustion. Does that sound familiar? And a profound decrease in the ability to empathize. When we just let go and we allow right and back to brain to take over, we become compassion fatigue. It is a form of a secondary traumatic stress as the stress occurs as a result of helping or wanting to help those who are in need. In, it is the stress resulting from the traumatized individual rather than the trauma itself. Listen to me. It often involves an intense state of tension or excessive preoccupation with the cognitive, physical, psychological, and emotional pain and suffering of trauma survivors. So you want to know if you are experiencing compassion fatigue? Here are some signs. See if you have any one of this. Number one, feeling emotionally, psychologically, or physically exhausted, burnt out, or numbness. Me? Anyone? Anyone? Number two, reduced empathy. After a while, you hear these stories, you become numb. Number three, Constant self-blame or thoughts. Oh, I should have done this. I could have done that. I should have done more. Guilt, shame. And lastly, feeling overwhelmed, hopeless, helpless, or powerless when hearing of others suffering. What shall we do? We're tired. If you and I are not intentional, we're going to give up our place in the front line to build a highway of justice. You know what we need to do? We need to pause to connect with God so that we can connect with others from our whole being. Front, back, left, and right. Okay, And we have to acknowledge that there is a blind spot in our own minds. Okay? Okay. Victor Frankl He's a neurologist and a psychiatrist, also a Holocaust, Holocaust survivor. This is what he said. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. 
In that space lies our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth, say growth, and freedom, say freedom. Okay? Without self-awareness, we're going to just react from our back brain and we're going to be stuck and never grow. We're not going to be, be living from our freedom. Okay? That's why self-awareness is key right now. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, we as human beings have a phenomenal ability to stand back and literally watch ourselves responding. She calls this a super position. She says, Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf says, every time you think you're building a memory, what kind of memory are you building in your brain right now? Every time we choose wrong thinking, we are damaging our brain. We are making our brain toxic. And she says your thinking needs more attention paid to it. More than any other time, you guys, are thinking. We need to pay more attention to our thinking. If your brain becomes toxic, your whole body gets filled with toxic. And if you are filled with toxic, you're filling the atmosphere with toxic. We're supposed to clear the atmosphere of toxic, not fill the atmosphere with toxic. Hmm? That means you need to stop and pray for greater self-awareness. Being intentional is the first step. Everybody say intentional. As soon as you are intentional, Dr. Caroline Leaf says you are building a structure, you are bringing a structural change to your brain. Intentionality changes the structure of your brain. Stop and think, stop and pray. What am I saying? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I doing? Church, we've been damaging our brain. We must stop and find that superposition before God. If you say there is no racism, but you end up judging other people, you're damaging your own brain. Hmm? There's incoming signals, Dr. Caroline Leaf says. Incoming signals are what is said to me and happening to me. And there's so much incoming signal, too much information. There's so much the pressure to compromise, the pressure to judge what is wrong, pressure to say this, pressure to do this, pressure to don't say that, pressure to say that, right? There's so much incoming signals, but we need to stop, stop. Find that superposition, that space where we receive upcoming signals. Upcoming signal is when I am in that space, in that superposition, and I am talking to God while, as I am talking to others. Hmm? When you are in your superposition, you are speaking with God as you are watching yourself respond to others. When you're having a tough conversation, you have to be intentional and be mindful to get into that superposition. That's why Benjamin ended up in one of the conversation with high blood pressure. And he's learning to find that super position. I've been so proud of him, right? Finding that super position where he could receive the upcoming signals. Hmm? We gotta hear what God is saying and respond to people as we communicate with God. Become self-aware. As leaders, you know who are the hardest people to lead? 
people without self-awareness. Okay, I'm, I'm going to end soon, you guys. I know this is longer than normal, but stay with me. What is the divine agenda? What is going on? What is God doing? You know what divine agenda that God is doing in this generation that God is calling his church to join is this. He wants to destroy the death decree over black lives. For 400 years, there has been a death decree over black lives and divine agenda right now. There's a lot of things, a lot of justice that he wants to do. But right now in America, God wants to destroy that decree. And you and I, we have to join God in his divine agenda. I'm going to go quickly. I don't have that much time left. Haman's death decree over Jews, right? If you look at book of Esther, Jews for, are taken from their land. Does that sound familiar? They were forced to move to another country. They were exiled and they were hated. And God sets his people up by making Esther the queen and Mordecai, her uncle, someone who clings to the word of God and who's loyal to the word of God, who fears God instead of fearing men. And Mordecai, who was the second uh, right-hand person to the king of Persia, he hated Mordecai because when everybody bowed before, Morde uh, uh, before Haman, Mordecai didn't. He hated Mordecai. But you know what? Just because he hated Mordecai, you know what he did? He wanted to kill all Jews. You look at Esther 3, 6, and it says, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of God. And you know what Haman did? He lied and manipulated the system. Okay, look at verse 8. Haman, he went to King Ahasuerus, right? And he's lying. He's like, there's a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all provinces of your kingdom, King. Their laws are different from yours, okay? And they do not keep king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. Manipulating, manipulating the king. And the decree was written and sealed in verse 12. You look at it. He got, uh, he manipulated king and he manipulated the system to, to write a decree to, uh, on a certain day to kill all Jews. And Mordecai he comes to Esther, and if you look at chapter 4, he's saying, you got to do something. And Esther's like, it's not lawful for me to go to king before I am called. And Mordecai, look at verse 14, you guys. Okay, this is actually the word of God to the church. For if you remain completely silent, does that sound familiar? At this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But... You and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Being complacent, you know what the scripture is saying? That's not being neutral. That's not being neutral. Being silent is not being neutral. And so Esther is asking, get all the Jews, fast three days. I will fast also. And you know, I long story short, God sets it up so that Esther could be successful. 
And, and this Haman, right, he built this gallows to, to hang Haman, uh, hang Mordecai. At the end, God works through, uh, uh, through Esther and through Mordecai. He, he, God rescues the Jews and he kills Haman. I want you to read book of Esther. It's so in line with what God is doing right now. That God, just like God removed that Haman's decree over Jews, in this day and age, God wants and is going to remove the death decree from our black brothers and sisters. Amen? Family, in order to build the highway of the Lord, you have to be intentional and spiritual. Benjamin, if you could join me with the song as I end. The space in that pathway is not empty, church. There are demonic spirits with demonic agenda. You cannot just feel yourself up there. You have to be awoke and you have to walk in the spirit. Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. More than anything, you know what we need to be able to join God in his divine agenda is to recover the fear of God. Fear of God will keep us from being busy building the guardrail. Fear of God will keep us from compromising with the spirit of this age. Psalm 111.10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Psalm 128.1, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Proverbs 14.27, The fear of the Lord is fountain of life to turn one away from the snare of death. We gotta turn people away from the snare of of death in order we need the fear of God Proverbs 16 16 16 6 in mercy and truth truth atonement is provided for iniquity and by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil Proverbs 19:23. the fear of the Lord leads to life it leads to life Isaiah 50 10 who among you fears the Lord who obeys the voice of his servant Church, we gotta obey and hear the voice of God who walks in darkness and has no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Church, join me right now. We need to stand. We need to take back our place as the people of God and lead the movement of justice to build the highway of justice. Let's stop building the guardrail. Even if you're building the guardrail of truth, if you're still on that pathway, you're not saving anybody. You're just saving yourself. Church, we have to rise up and build a highway of God for justice. We got to join God in his divine agenda. And in order for us to be in the front line, we got to clear the atmosphere of the lies of the enemy, of the toxicity of the enemy, of the poison of the enemy. Hmm? Declare after me, Jesus is Lord. Come on, say it. Jesus is Lord. 
Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is justice. Without Jesus, there is no justice. Come on, declare it. In this house at Living Hope Christian Center, sons and daughters of God, marriage, we believe marriage is sacred and it is between man and woman. I know some of you, it's hard. In this day and age, it's really hard to hear. But that is the biblical truth. And the sexual intimacy is between husband and wife. And this Bible is the Word of God. There's authority here in the Bible. And you cannot know God apart from the Bible. Come on, declare it. Bible is the Word of God. Declare it. Jesus is Lord. Declare it. Racism is demonic. God hates racism. And you know what? Black lives matter. And God wants to destroy the death decree once and for all. I, I believe that. I agree with God. I want to join God. Church, come on, lift your hands wherever you are and ask God, anoint us, God. Anoint the body of Christ to build the highway of God. Set us free. God, set us free from demonic powers, from demonic influence. Clear the atmosphere, God. Help us to walk in the spirit of God. Church, church, you can't be apathetic. Wake up. We got to wake up. We got to walk in the spirit. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. Come on. Ask the Holy Spirit to wake you up from this demonic slumber. Wake up. Come on. Come on. You need the anointing of God. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. Holy Spirit, we need you more than any other time. More than any other time. Holy Spirit, right now, visit every household. Come on, come on, come on. Visit every household, God. And remove the toxicity out of the atmosphere of their house, God. God, empower every front, back, left and right of our brain. Empower us, God, to become aware. 